0: Good afternoon, good evening, good morning, Screen Rats. This is part two of the Ben Crompton episodes. Uh, episodes? Interview? What do we say? Do we say interview? I don't know. It's a second of two. Uh, so, uh, yeah, not much to say apart from I hope you enjoyed last week's episode. This one is going out a few days before I leave on my holiday. Actually, day before um, we are going to Belgium. Me, my wife and my three children are off to uh, Antwerp for a little... European vacation and the reason for that is I don't really know it's in half term so it's kind of like you know how do we manage to pull this one off we're leaving a day and a half before you know might affect their um attendance ever so slightly but uh, I just want to be in Europe I just want to go outside see bread coffee I know pastries I might not eat them I might eat them Uh, fish on a stick I don't know I just want to be in Europe and see that different vibe walk outside and be in like proper European continental you know cobblestone streets, all, all that stuff, all the smells. And it's kind of, I mean, it's not Christmassy yet, but it is kind of a little bit Halloweeny, pre-Christmassy, right? It's going to be dark. Uh, it's just going to be a nice uh, vibe. And I want the kids to, to have a European experience for a change because it has been a long time uh, we used to also pass through, uh, Belgium quite often when my first born son was very young. We'd use it as a sort of route to get to America and other places, uh, Hungary, I'd fly from Charleroi, uh, yeah, yeah Brussels, Antwerp, Ghent, we used to go to all those places and we've actually got a little hat that he had on him, uh, when he was, I don't know, what, one or two and, uh... It actually still fits uh, my five-year-old son, so the idea is to pop it on his head and go back to Bruges for the day if we manage to pull off a day trip. I'm not sure if we're going to manage that. Um, Anyway, so let's get on with Ben Crompton, part two. I think the last chat was pretty convivial and fun. This is part two. I haven't pre-listened to it at this point when I'm doing this intro, so it's all a mystery to me, but I'm sure it's very, very good. Uh, So I hope you enjoy it. This is Ben Crompton interview part two.
1: It's Ben, 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 Ben Crumpton. Roll up, roll
0: up. Welcome to Television Times, a new podcast with your host, me, Steve Otis Gunn. We'll be discussing television in all its glorious forms, from my childhood, your childhood, the last 10 years, even what's on right now. So join me as I talk to people you do know and people you don't about what scared them, what inspired them and what made them laugh and cry. Here television times well sure um, not to say a favourite yeah. but what show have you been in where you've been able to play more and sort of uh, <laughs> know, I, experiment
2: well weirdly I mean panel. that's happened uh, not in the last job that was a bit more fun less less room to play but The Full Monty and Lockwood and Co mm-hmm. I, I work with a director called Catherine Mooreshead who's done a lot of stuff she's done some Doctor Who's and that and uh, I had a lot of fun with those things. Uh, I was able to sort of play, because there was slightly... There were sort of nutters, really. So sometimes you go, I'll go for it. Yeah, and yeah. once... What, 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 you kind of, when you start out... When I out acting, I want it to fit in. I want to, you sort of want to please the people. Go, is this right? Is this what you want? Mm. As you get older, you sort of go, that's not my job. Brian Cranston does a really good talk about what it is to be, to be an actor. He says, it's not your job to go and get the job and give them the, the want or something. It's your, your job to go to say, this is the best version... If I get this job, I can give you this. This is what I can offer you. Mm. And you start to realise that unless you show people what you can do, they don't necessarily know. There's so many acts and stuff out there that they can just pick and choose and fit you. So sometimes you have to go, by the way, what about this? And once you get brave enough to do that, they can either say yay or nay. And if they like it and they let you run with it, then when you have more confidence, you can, you you work better. Suddenly you're working with confidence and then you deliver things yeah, you can play. Yeah, and, and, and that's really fun, and you just need... You know, there wasn't much room for that on Thrones, on Game of Thrones, for example. That they had a very dis- distinct sort of style. But on certain jobs and with certain people, they'll let you, they'll let you be inventive, and right. that's really lovely because as long as you've got the script there, you do a version of the script, you've got the edit. That's the magic of it. Yeah. And then if you throw something that comes up in the day, that's live and it fits in with what's going on, they can stick that in or not. How
0: many uh, takes did you do on Thrones? Um It would depend
2: on the scale. There were long days. Hmm. I mean, they, they so there was a lot of hanging around hmm. because there was a lot of departments to sort of satisfy they, yeah, uh, get the fires right, get the smoke machine, you know, get the the snow machines back and out. Fucking snow must have machines, been there. Jesus Christ! I was always like a fucking. What's worse, so we're gonna have the um, we're gonna have the uh, the foam, which was basically pumping loads of fairy liquid stuff, which would just get in your mouth and dissolve quickly. Right. Or they'd have paper. They'd fire out paper. paper. Yeah, fine bits of paper. What happened? <laughs> about Stay 20 minutes. minutes. you get like, you, people would have little paper um, mountains on their heads. Do you know what I mean? Because the, yeah. pa- the paper just sort of stack up. Right. So you, you can only shoot so long. You with find the paper. it in
0: your trousers when you get home? Yeah, shaking out bits of shredded stuff, <laughs> sort of, you know, like that. Ooh, it's been sacked. Oh, look at how look, much they're on here. Like <laughs> that. One show I, I loved that you were on, and I do remember your episode because I remember it. It wasn't that long ago. It was only about four years ago, wasn't it? But I loved The Reluctant Landlord. Uh, oh, yeah, show, the Rumbish's And then saw you show, on there yeah. as the postman. I, I love that. Was that just a, a day's work or...?
2: Yeah, a uh, couple of days' work, yeah. Yeah, that was nice. And that was directed by a guy called David
0: Sant. Did you ever see Ideal? I didn't see it at the time. I have seen it on the road occasionally on television, but I didn't follow it in so any way. So David anyway,
2: is um, like a yeah. clown. Right. He's, uh, he was in a physical theatre group called hmm. uh, Papalakos or something, Papalakos. They, yeah. they did Edinburgh and he's he very good. And if anybody watched um, Ideal, he plays Cartoon Head from series two to seven. Right. Uh, and then he, whilst he was on that, he started shadowing and he became a, a director.
0: Which is, he does a lot of comedy stuff now. When I'm watching Man's Stroke Woman, yeah. to go back to that just briefly, something I hate when in, a, in an edit, there are two things I can't stand when I'm watching something. It takes me out of television. I yeah. don't know what it is about it, but it just it just says mm. it's not real. One is when you see someone speaking from the f- scene that's about to come up when you're still looking at the last scene. Right. That drives me mad. I, okay. I think it's been done a lot more lately to speed, yeah. speed things up. Yeah. But also, what I've noticed is happening a lot more, and especially in, like Australian stuff for some mm. reason, you'll cut to the next scene, and it's the same people at a different point in time. Now, I'm so used to like it cutting to a scene with other people and, and then coming back. Right. And then when I was watching... Your show, oh, Man Straight yeah. Woman, from 16, 17 years ago. It's that. It is that. But yeah. because you're all different characters every time, it doesn't do the same thing in my brain. It's not, it's like, I don't know any other telly that does that I now. found I, that, yeah, you know, I found the
2: way, because also, because it was contemporary on television, television, we we, yeah. we were all, we weren't dressed in like, the characters weren't particularly identifiable. Do you know what I mean? I mean yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It was, it was us with slightly, pretty much the same hairdos and... I always wondered if that would jar because it was a mix of recurring sketches and one-off sketches and stuff. The good thing about that show <laughs> was that the um, all the wardrobe was contemporary. So what they did is the, yeah. you'd buy you loads of clothes and then you'd have a massive sale at the end. And you're like, do you want this Paul Smith jacket? Yeah, oh, 30 really? quid. I'm
0: like, yeah, go on, I'll have that you get then. to keep them? Yeah, my son's wears it now, isn't it, Tim? He's walking around with this from, yeah, 16 years ago, still got it. That was a bargain. (laughs) I worked on a musical once called Shoes, and it was all about different brands of shoes. It was like an opera, so you had these opera singers and you had a band and you had actors. (laughs) It was really, really good, and basically all the most fanciest shoe companies just came and delivered all these shoes like I'm talking like
1: Louboutins Jimmy Chews Birkenstocks Puppies, and Salvatore Ferragamo.
0: all these really fancy really? shoes because yeah. they were the songs about these shoes yeah. and of course at the end they were all just given away because yeah. some of them had like drill holes in them because stage and drilled them <laughs> course, and yeah, them yeah, yeah. you know what I mean so my wife has got a pair they don't fit her but they're, got... like, they're worth like two grand or whatever oh, these pair normal. of shoes with the, with the red bottom yeah. and I remember calling her and going what size trainers are <laughs> you <this?"> we're just a <laughs> taking... second <laughs> do's and stuff you know the more well off you are the more free shit you get John thing isn't it yeah
2: is what he well, said? well yeah.
0: I, I once toured with David our Six another name jumper but I've won the knowledge of shit about
2: <laughs> did he do You're a Star You're a
0: Star he did all kinds star. of weird songs that, sorry David um, he did um, <laughs> he was doing um, Aspects of Love oh yeah and Nobody seemed to know who he was.
1: By no one, I obviously mean the backstage crew, not the rest of the cast. But I knew because
0: my aunt, when I was a kid, yeah. was mad on him and she went to the Top of the Pops and David sort of looked at her apparently and she got all funny and came home <laughs> saying that David Essex looked at her. So here I am like 20 odd years later, like working with him. Um, I would put his mic on and then I just sit and chat to him. And I was the one that would, like, listen to his stories, you know. Yeah, yeah. Went, And he'd tell me about, yeah, well, you know, when I hung out with Yoko and John <laughs> um, in 1978, I went over there, stayed in the Dakota building, yeah, and John said to me, you know. I'm not doing the accent, It's funny how, like, when you've got loads of money, uh, nobody just... wants you to pay for anything, you get more stuff for free. He was telling me all these stories. So, like, for me, that that always equates to that. And I've seen that too. I've seen people with an uh, extortionate amount of money not get charged for anything. No, in, it's uh, bizarre, it's a bizarre... I don't, I don't, I, I, he still uh, owes me a tenner, actually, if, David who Essex. does Essex? Yeah, he borrowed a oh, tenner in Plymouth. In the, Classic he goes, Essex. He goes, "Ah, oh, I don't carry money, Steve. Got a tenner. I was like, yeah. <laughs> and then you feel bad, like, asking for it back, asking a millionaire for money. You've got yeah. a story for it now, haven't you? Yeah. David it's, Essex owes me a... a... <laughs> 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 let's, let's hit one or two more of these. How are we doing for time? I haven't even looked at me watch. <sighs> so I've once, yeah, they're Madelines. He, they're, yeah, but they look like once I've nibbled that bit, they look like clogs, don't they? Yeah, I guess they could be like uh, what's his name? O- o- what's o- that? Um, Australian comedian Sam Who's Simmons. That? You seen him? I've seen Bridge Sam Simmons. Yeah, I've <laughs> seen
2: him years ago in in uh, in Edinburgh. <laughs> <laughs> he's very good. No, I go to Edinburgh him? because I love comedy, hmm. um, and I um, I do do stand up. I do stand up at the stand. I Generally, do it around the northeast. I'm not at the stage because I started late and I've got kids. Um, I don't chase it. Do you know what I mean? I mm. don't go around the country, but I'm at a level where I've got I know enough people that I can sort of gig. You know, in, enough. No, I've always been like a, a stand-up fan. It's really weird because I meet some actors and they're like, "Oh my god, theatre is my first love. Mm. I love being on the stage, <laughs> the smell of mmm, yes, mm. you know, <laughs> yeah, you know." And I'm always like, "Yeah, I've done, I've done theatre in my time." Yeah. But I've always loved television, film, and I've loved, I've loved stand-up. So I used to watch stand-up specials. And it used to be a thing when we died, we used to watch films or we would watch, you know, watch television. That was that was our binding thing, really. Mm-hmm. So we when when the video came along, we had a, we used to have tapes so and we used to always we used to all watch faulty towers. And we used to have tapes, and I used, you know, when you used to make your own tapes and yeah, stuff, he yeah. used called the very best of comedy one, the very yeah. best of comedy two. And I say that because. <laughs> Draw your own inlay cards. Yeah, oh, it did that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it did like, uh, we had some we'd watch uh, Faulty Towers
0: with on there, The Rise and Fall of Reginald Perry. Oh, yeah, fantastic. Great. Yeah. I rewatched that recently in lockdown. So all good of it. It's
2: bleak, though. It's about a midlife. It might have a midlife crisis. I mean, it's wants to end it all and start again, and can't deal with anything. It's um, we watched that as a family. I remember watching that as a kid, and whilst we we're on there, oh, and then sometimes they'd be odd. It'll be all right
0: on the nights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is basically TikTok now. Yeah, yeah. But I used to love those <laughs> Once things. Dennis, all
2: the outtakes. Dennis Norden was it? Uh, Dennis Norden, yeah, Keith yeah. Barron getting cramp during uh, GT three. That was always a favourite. <laughs> the names. Oh, I've got in the revenge Oh, I've got cramp. Oh, hilarious. <laughs> you to love it. That yeah, was, it was a Christmas thing, right? They that they, they would do one, but they do they do them every like. Every now and again, they do it on a bank holiday or something. Like you now,
0: no, that's what I call music, sort of thing. Yeah, and he's sort of going, "Are
2: you one of those people?" Yeah, did he that have another jumble over there? No, no, he was also—he was the slowest talking man. He wouldn't be on television now, apart from the fact that he's dead. But even for the line, he was so so slow. Occasionally get, like, a, still get starstruck and you get to... I love that about this job is that eventually at some point you end up working with people who, who you've grown up admiring and stuff. Right? Yeah. It's amazing you get to see... You just get to see what they're real. And when they are sort of people you hope they're going to be, mm. that's always like... uh like Robert Carlyle, I worked with him recently, yeah. and then the full Monty thing, and it was just you just going, oh, he is—he's a sound bloke as well as well.
0: As, and you, he's he is, really lovely. Like to me, he's always Begbie; he's always terrifying.
2: Yeah, but he's such a no—he's so sound. He was such a good company. They were all really welcoming on that on, on the on the full Monty. Mm. Just really sort of uh, sound bunch, and it's it's, it's nice that like, because if you you know if you meet someone and the uh, they're a dickhead, it's a disappointment. I'm always slightly aware of that, even even though it's, I'm aware that my level of recognition is much further down, there's still certain shows that matter to people. Yeah. So if somebody comes up and, and then they have a bad interaction with you... Yes. ..that then mars their experience. Yes, and, and, I, and I think those things, those shows and things really matter. I remember going to... I made Jeremy Bullock, who played Boba Fett. Yeah. I remember I was in, I was in Liverpool and I was doing a... I was working with... Brian Cox, Mark Strong, Paul Bettany, you know, a really good cast and stuff. And I got on the ferry with my son, who was four at the time, I was like, oh, my God, they're doing um, a a small sci-fi convention at the leisure centre. It was, like, 10 o'clock in the morning, there was, like, Jeremy Bullock and, like, two people who played, like, you know, basically had two lines on Return of the Jedi. And I remember walking up, and I was like, hello, hello Mr Mister, Mr. Bullock, sir. Could, I, could I get a photograph, please? Because even though, you know, he just yeah. and, he was, and he was absolutely lovely. And that whole just having that small interaction hmm. meant a lot, because it meant part of the show. And I ended up I ended up doing a convention with him years later. Wow. And he was a lovely bloke, but though that it is important, even if you've got a small part of something that matters to someone, it's important to know what that means to people, I think.
0: Yeah, I think that people do have long-lasting memories. I mean, I remember... When, in the late 90s, um, my girlfriend at the time worked in Pizza Express in the West End and she went up to Eddie Izzard and he was really rude to her, apparently. And I was like, well, she went up to him and went, Azerbaijan? And he was like, whatever. I mean, yeah. she was like, sorry, she's she now. And I met Eddie Izzard about three or four years ago and had yeah. breakfast with her yeah. in Eastbourne and beautiful Lovely. interaction. Yeah. Absolutely yeah. perfect. We had a really good conversation yeah. about politics. Changed my mind completely on a lot of things. Right. Set me straight, made me happy. Yeah. You know, and I left thinking, well, she was probably wrong then because this this person's great, yeah. you know? And for, and for the thing, uh, is, is, you just remember these things. Contact is everything as well, you know what I mean? You, you, you have, you have to, a bad day. I, I've had to
2: stop, you know, there's a the point where people come up when I was eating and I go, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then sometimes you'd go, I'll, I'll, I'll let me finish my dinner first. Once this is finished, or, you know, your kids and stuff, sometimes if it's, it can be quick and stuff. And um, have people have bad days and stuff. You don't know. Some people in the middle of something awful that's happened and the, the, mm. their heads. Spiring and the ruminating, and you know somebody comes up then, and it's you know you yeah. you, you can't you've got to accept people are carrying.
0: I wouldn't dream of going up to someone if they had their kids, which I've heard a lot of stories about. Oh,
2: people, I mean, yeah,
0: yeah, they people doing stuff, and it's
2: a, sometimes it's how you do it and stuff. Yeah, mm. it's always it's always in the approach. What I don't like now is is um, I don't ever mind any sort of coming asking for a photograph. It's when people do it surreptitiously... I oh, fucking hate that. Or a video. Oh, I've said that the night. And somebody's just—you can see them over the shoulder, and you just want to go. Do you know what? Just ask,
0: please. Don't fucking do that. That's no, snide. That's bad, bad manners. So, are you able to wander around the streets, or do you get hassled I'm, a lot?
2: Or? No, I'm, I'm, I can't. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm. I feel very fortunate. I'm not. i have never been ambitious. Well, I probably was when I was young, but I'm, I'm. I'm very grateful for what I have. I, I want to keep that balance. I want to keep doing interesting jobs. I. Want, I I try and keep moving, and try and do different parts, so I don't get typecasting st- stuff. Yeah. Uh, and I want to, I want to spend time with my family. I want to, you know, I don't often when a job comes through. This sounds terrible. I should be sort of, you know, no, I, know just, you, going, I I, I you know, what know what you're saying. I should be going. I want to go to Australia. I, know I wanna, exactly what you say. I want to be in Star Wars. I, I just go. <laughs> I want, I want to work with good people. I want to make interesting work, yeah, entertaining stuff. But I want, I want to have the balance so that I can do stuff with my family because that's where happiness is, really. Mm. You know I mean it's in those? It's having that balance. I've seen people who've chased and chased and chased stuff, and you go, you're never going to get what you need from fame. I've seen it. I've seen, I've seen people, and you just go, you're not, you're never going to be. That's not where your happiness lies. It's in day-to-day stuff. And if you can if you do a job and get reasonably well paid yeah. that you enjoy, then then, then you won, have not you?
0: I'd go further than maybe a little bit south and a little bit north.
1: Yeah, yeah. you do? it? Uh, do you locally? Do you, Let's not bore anybody with a list of venues. Come
0: on. Did some in Thailand. Uh, I find it easy to write. That's quite uh, far away, though, Thailand, isn't it? <laughs> I know. I'll, I'll, <laughs> go, I'll go a little bit south in Thailand, Thailand, obviously. I was on tour with this, yeah. and there was a, I went to a comedy night because I just seek it out everywhere. I've been get, that's the funny thing with me as well. I've always been a massive fan of stand-up. Yeah. I used to go to the comedy store in, like, 1988. I'd love that, though, about stand-up. I've, you know, especially doing,
2: like, you know, Red Raw and that, and you'd see people starting out, and I'd go... Or oh, there used to be... Long The Comedy used to be at the Dog and Parrot above... Uh, there used to be a, a room there. And you'd go, I don't get it. Well, they're not very good. Do you know what I mean? And then yeah. you'd see them, like, eight months later, and you're going, oh, hang on. And then, like, yeah. a, year, then a year and a half later, you go, I get it now. They're really good. Yeah, I, I I go, feel- I've just, it's when someone just drops, yeah. and, they, and yeah. you go brilliant I get it now the thing was com- with comedy I find out is what is funny I remember mate Alfie Joey talking about that because I was always wanting to start I didn't start till about 33 and I was always uh, I remember going to uh, uh, Latitude with uh, do you know Dustin Denby Burns and Seb Cardinal they did a sketch right. show called Cardinal right. Burns yes, they yes, were, yes of they, course. Yeah, yeah of course. and they were performing yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, in fact me and me, with <laughs> someone watching that I bought the DVD and I was going yeah son this is good and again there's stuff in that we going that wouldn't get made today there's yeah. a couple of sketches in that.
0: Um, they had a little moment, didn't they, about ten or so years ago? Yeah, 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 and I think, they do a lot,
2: I think they do a bit of script writing and stuff now. They're very yeah. funny, and then, you know, talking to them and sort of trying to do a bit of research before, and going, how, how how do you get started? And of course, Jerry Seinfeld apparently does, um, he said if he ever had to do a workshop, hmm. he would just, he would walk in, and they have the whole room there, and he'd just pull down a board on it and just say, just work, just work, you've just got to... You just got to do it. My mate Alfie, he always said, like you know, brands are funny. You know, rather than you know, you say sell, you say you know, right, you know, cocoa pops instead of some cereal. Cocoa mm. pops is funnier than cereal.
0: Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Find
2: it's it's almost things like almost like something being generic. It's specific and it's sounding funny. Yeah, but yeah I yeah, always yeah. worry about stuff like that. Is how that translates? I feel like a lot of my stuff translates well in a local audience I don't know how I I was thinking if I went to the States and tried some
0: open mic stuff there you go in they wouldn't know what that was yeah
2: would that would that work
0: I think as my wife's Canadian (laughs) I have certain Americanisms in my voice already like I'm talking about uh, people gluing themselves to the pavement, and I said to I said to the asphalt, and I was like, "Oh, that's did American, you? isn't it?" Because I'd say tarmac, wouldn't I? Do you know you what? Know, they, see, they did, like that. That. that's funny
2: with the American. We took right, here we come, full so <laughs> Talking about Happy Days. I remember watching Happy Days, <laughs> right? And I was watching my mate, was about ten years old, and he knew the difference between Americanisms. You know, you'll understand in a minute. And uh, Joni and and Mr C had a big fight, yeah. <laughs> and he's the he said. He said, you better get up those stairs now. I'm going to come up there and glue your fanny to the bed. (laughs) I was like, holy shit, Mr. C. That's extreme. (laughs) You glue your fanny. You can't. And I had this vision of (laughs) a spread eagle and him with the fucking... I was like, ah. And my mate looks over to my mate Jerry he's like, oh, that's terrible, isn't it?
0: Oh, fanny means bum. I don't think I knew that until quite a long time. Yeah, I don't think... only because of Fanny Pack. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I knew before that. No idea if Fanny was a. Was a. Was and, a. Ba- was a. And they interact. have the opposite with us, don't they, with fag, with like the cigarette thing. Yeah, oh, yeah, you know, yeah. Because people yeah. are going, oh, you're a fag, mate. Easy. Easy, easy, mate. Easy. easy. A little bit of hate speech there. no, <laughs> yeah. that. The funniest one, either, I Because I watch a lot. So I watch a lot of Australian TV, oh. American stuff, and whatever. And then, Do you know what uh, Australians call the pavement? <laughs> not the. Sa- uh, the billabong? No, the, the sidewalk. Well, no, not foot, so. Footway. Footway?
2: I never Holy knew that. Holy shit, that's literal, isn't it? Yeah.
1: To be fair, I've since found out that they also call it the footpath. Footway is more of a sort of administrative term.
0: That's like German. German language yeah, is quite yeah, literal, it is. isn't it? Yeah, very literal. I
2: remember my mum was a kid <laughs> saying it. Very literal. <laughs> do, you know what, do you know what the German for bra is? Das Bustenholder. <laughs> Busten, Bustenholter. My
0: Bustenholder. I wish I knew it in German, but my favourite was in um, Munich and... Meet the parents was coming was out or two or three or right. was probably meet the Fockers or something, but it was meet the parents two or something, and it was still called that, and it was like me, my wife, and my parents' dad. <laughs> <laughs> In Bang on, the Ron Seal of film titles. <laughs> Have you seen uh, I think I should leave. Tim. Tim, what's it? Tim Robinson. Everyone tells me I should watch it. I know that.
1: um, Sam. Sam Richardson. He's
2: in there. Who's in There's lots of people. Bob. Bob, 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 It's not just the one Bob Ben. Bob not go. He pops up in it. He was here recently at the time. I went to see him. Was he? Oh, yeah. He did did the talk thing, didn't he? Yeah, it was good. I went to see Fran Lebowitz there. They're great, though. It's great to sort of listen to people. I always think no one comes here, but everyone comes here. (laughs) No, they do. They're all. they're all traipsed. Don't move it, because the house prices will shoot up, but you know what I mean?
1: Damn uh, straight.
2: I mean, you know, we talk about, like, formulaic television. This isn't that. This is just throwing everything up in the, up in the air, and you don't know where it's going to go. And one of the funniest sketches I've ever I've seen in years is one called <laughs> A Hat Has Its Day in Court. Just have a, look, have a watch when, no, I'm, when I'm gone. It. It's but, it, yeah, they're only, yeah. like, 15 minutes and stuff, and some of, them are, some of them are just weird, just weird. Yeah. But he's just gone, what makes me laugh? and and, uh, and that's I think that's sometimes the best comedy and that's how I saw his show it was now. called
0: um, Detroiters they did it together that was really good was it a special no a, it was a uh, check it out it's just like a, a two man two person there's other people in it <laughs> but there's two office workers and it, they're in Detroit because they're both from Detroit right. and it's just funny I can't even remember what it's about I just remember really really liking it it's about five years ago and then he went off and did that and uh, matey boy went off and did, did um, yeah. you know uh, fucking Veep I'm trying oh, to say Veep oh Veep I'm not seen Veep yeah. that's the American I'm going to re-watch Veep. Is it good? Because oh, it's the most fantastic, isn't it? Innit? Yeah, I'm gonna yeah. at some point I'm gonna watch the thick of it. It's too soon because I tried to re-watch the thick of it and I remembered almost every word from the mm-hmm. first episode. And I was like, okay, let's give it another ten years. Then I'll watch this all, then I'll watch In the Loop, then I'll watch Veep all the way through again. It'll become more and more actually it's worse things have happened in real life than they've happened in that TV show. Oh so. god, it's just depressing. Yeah, yeah,
2: it's very you know, look at Biden and I go, I mean, no nobody wants Trump back, but you just go it's not ages ago. He is too old. He, old man He looks like a marionette. When he comes down the steps, he looks like a Gerry Anderson sort of thing. Like, please don't. I pull. mean, he's a lovely man, I,
0: but like, he's too fucking old. There he should too, be a you can't on this. do
2: another four years. No. He like can't do the another next year and stuff. You feel like, and that's not, you just go, it's not sustainable for the next five years. So, I, I you know, have you read about yeah. um, the, uh, is it Neil Postman book? One about the television? He talks about television. Uh, have you got it? Yeah, do you know it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You've got on the, it's on the shelf.
1: Here
2: you go. Amusing ourselves Halfway. there? Yeah, yeah. Halfway. I've got a different cover, but it's. it's yeah, pre- this is the reading Because this is the one, yeah. so it's quite early on, isn't it, where he talks about the American presidents and how television changed mm. uh, voting practices and how it was, isn't it, all but one or something of the American candidates who have stood, presidential candidates have been taller. And how it, people are impacted by the visuals, taller and the than, the they're facing. than the one they face, and the one that are their face and stuff. Nice, and Nixon, it's how JFK. people people used to, yeah. like, you know, we used to rely on policies and, and voice and stuff. But once you know you get into the visual media. well,
0: they're already doing it with Starmer now. Regardless of what you think of Starmer, everyone's doing the sort of Josh Widdicombe. Oh, we got lot, that, that, that so now that's started. Yeah, um, that that's kind of the beginning and the end of him in a way even if he gets in power become ridicule, yeah. he'll just become kind of, that's what he'll be, be I think stuff probably.
2: like Spitting Image that didn't do much favors for us a few people like little David Steele <laughs> <When laughs> David Steele David, David, David Owen's, Owens pocket. pocket yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll you never forget it no and that's it once that's you know because it's like an idea you can't you know once an idea is taken home and stuff like that mm. once, once that
0: visual's there also, Do- Rishi Sunak, I mean, when they stand him next to anybody... I didn't realise how tiny he was. He's so Because sl- he's got the- He can't be that small. That's got to be like no, a he joke. Looks sl- if you,
2: objectively, he looks like he's got a, a tall, slender physique. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But then you see him and it's
0: like, is that been photoshopped? Yeah, I always think that. <laughs> I go, it's, like those, it's like that Daryl Hannah movie they try to make the 40-foot woman or whatever oh, yeah, and yeah, be the, made the, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they do those
2: perspective shots. Yeah, I well, well I'd love to see him stood next to Greg Davis or something like oh, that. I would. That would
0: somebody, somebody, Richard Osman, Greg Davis, him in the middle. And then look, Richard Sheena,
2: I'm running the country, you guys. That's how he talks. <laughs> More, I'm, more. I'm, fine. I'm fine. I love, to. I, I, I do honestly, to I love chatting about, about telling
0: stuff. Well, one thing I noticed is like you've worked with on. Um, so I do know this. It's in Kill List. You had mm-hmm. Neil Maskell and Michael Smiley in that. I, did, now, yeah. I find those two guys. I know Michael Smiley was a comedian before, yeah. but I find those two guys to be the scariest motherfuckers on television. Like him in Utopia when he was in Utopia. Yeah. I've never been more scared of anybody. Ever right. and Michael Smiley when he when he goes full on he'll fucking kill you, you know. When yeah. he goes like that, I'm like oh, I'm terrified. Yeah, what was it like working with those two?
2: They're ace. I mean, they're such lovely lads. And we had the, that, just the, the same and... we did in yeah the same we did in us Um It was a lot of improv- we improvised a lot of that because a bit I, I, cause I played an annoying Christian singer in a restaurant and he comes up and he like oh, fucking shove that fucking guitar you're fucking in because Jimmy no fucking Jimmy Hendrix you ain't. And you know he's riffing on that. It's great scripts, I and mean. but they're they're sound. And well, weirdly, I've worked I've worked with both of them separately. I did I did Doctor Who with, with Smiley. Mm. We, we were um, in fact I got sometimes you get fan <laughs> you get fan letter. Like at once we sent a uh, picture of Smiley going, oh, "I love you in Doctor Who. Can you sign it?" It was quite tempted to just sign it, and then we go, "Fuck off." <laughs> and there's the um, uh, and actually I did a, I wrote a Radio Four play about, because I've got Tourette's and uh, OCD and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and they're called Neurotics Anonymous. It was exactly. like a, a comedy about self-help support group that had different uh, neurological conditions. Yeah. And I got Smiley to come in, and he was great. He played a guy called Beanie who had Tourette's and stuff, and he's great. And um, Maskell's lovely, and, and Neil's lovely. We did, uh, in fact, we ended up doing an episode of Strike, you know and yeah, if it was Strike was that's, yeah, the, yeah. that's the well I was going to say Robert Galbraith wrote the book but it's J.K. Rowling it's her uh, you know crime sort of mm-hmm. series private detective stuff and actually uh, yeah and we played this, this quite a dark scene where he was smashed into his into his, uh, into his flat and there's a big tussle and then we fucked off that night and went to see uh, Daniel Kitson down at the Angel mm-hmm. he's amazing isn't he yeah, Kitson because yeah, yeah. he'd seen I mean like Neil had seen like a couple of weeks before and he went, went off fucking saw him a couple of weeks before he didn't do any of the same stuff. He talks exactly like fucking, that. Fucking, yeah, no, fucking, do, yeah, he talks like right that. <laughs> oh, i have fucking fucking ill. Uh, he, do you know what? He popped up, uh,
0: <laughs> did he pop, he popped up, did I see him in... Uh... He's in Hijack right now with just on the Is plane. Is he? Yeah, yeah, he's, he's the bad guy in that. Well, I assume he's the bad guy. on four episodes. He's in. done. He's done what? Well, he's good now.
2: He's yeah, instantly he's, scary. He makes my bones shrink. Yeah, you know? no, he's fucking his he fucking is. If he knocked on the door, and went, yeah, oh, but he he he's not bad. He fucking is. He's <laughs> nice bloke. But I know he, Those are the sort of people they can just turn that look and you go, oh, shut the fuck up. Now. He's little, right? He looks little. Yeah, he's little, little, but, he, but yeah, he's little he's, terrifying yeah. man. But he, but yeah, he's not. it's not massive. Got. He's, I mean, you know, he's got staunch. He's got you know.
0: He looks like a handle himself. He's in funny stuff too, because he was in that Dylan Moran thing.
1: The TV show you're thinking of is called Stuck, and it's not Dylan Moran; it's Dylan Moran. Come on, Steve.
0: He was it doing a comedy role? I've not seen him
2: do that before. He's, oh, he's yeah. great. He's great. There's some great people. A lot, and I love it when I love it when good people do well. Do you know what I mean? And then yeah. he starts. to I tell you what I was watching. I was watching them um, watching the Responder we started on that.
0: Yeah, I watched the first episode with my wife and then we paused it because we were too tired. And then you I, I, I want to go back yeah, and watch yeah. it. I think it'll be for me more than her. I don't okay. think she can tune into the there's Yeah, okay. I mean, it's dark. It's very interesting because it's all sort of, it
2: seems to be, it seems to be only on the second episode, but there's the, the therapist in it. I was like, that's Elizabeth, Elizabeth Barrington. And she's an actress. I don't even know. But if you look her up, you go, oh, yeah. And mm-hmm. actually, I went, I just watched it with Liv last night. It's very sort of dark and he's going, you know, he's like, I can't fucking show them, Dad, can I? I can't show them what's up here. You know what I mean? She's trying to sort of get him to go to a safe space and that. And I went, they were both in the office, because obviously he was. Oh, yeah. But she played the really, she played the really, I think in the second series, really boring. She was like a really boring oh, right. office temp or something.
1: Yeah.
2: And the shots of Martin doing this, Martin sort of eyebrow raising the camera and stuff, like fucking hell. Because it's weird, because when you know someone, and uh, and I was like, no, I'm buying it. I'm buying it. He's doing it. He's doing a really. Do you know him because he was married to your friend? I know. I know. Matt. If we stop, we yeah, we we a chance stuff, But yeah, because at the time when we were the Man Straight Woman, um, him and Amanda were together, and then he mm. he'd come down set sometimes. But I also know him because I did a bit on um, Nativity. Which is oh the, yes, oh you're in his one. Yeah, I just did a, Yeah, a couple of days on that.
0: journey too I attacked the block and, yeah. and I loved that movie yeah. at the time and I lived in North London when that came out and yeah. I remember we, me and my wife watched it and then we went for coffee in Muswell Hill the next day and Jodie Whittaker sat down next to us at a table and my wife was like that's the woman from the fucking film we watched I was like okay welcome to London that's what it's like yeah. she came here right not here to England but we moved to London sitting in a, like a tiny room in Hampstead because yeah. I was like we'll live in the shittiest place in the best place right yeah, yeah. so we'll see everyone I, I nearly ran Ricky Gervais over on like day two yeah, it's mad, it? went for a coffee Jude mm-hmm. Law sitting behind us and she was like is that fucking Jude said, Of course it is. Of course it is. You're in yeah. fucking Primrose so Hill, it'll be one of them. My first,
2: st- <laughs> first stand up set was all about that, you know, about, you know, you go, go to London and said, you know, there's actors in London. I said, of course. So you can't fucking swing a cap without knocking out an actor in London, can you? There's fucking Trevor Eve. Ooh, huge dream. You know what I mean? It was, it was, it was, it was fucking retro. That,
0: I love these references. <laughs> well, that's the thing. I mean, um, you know. <laughs> Try was, these at the Red War. Are you 30? Good luck with that dickhead. I had to fucking lose Michael Flatley's name from a set I was doing what? because I like. Well, because anymore. I was doing this thing about being on the bus and not touching the buttons because of COVID and I like Michael Flatley on the bus or whatever. All right. And I lost everyone was like nineteen. I was like, they're not gonna no. fucking know who this is. I know sometimes what I've started doing
2: is I've gone, okay, <laughs> what what are the references? What are the references that would work now hmm. in a similar context that still feel sort of funny? Because otherwise if you know, if I'm mentioning Marion, who were like an indie band from like '94, it's mm. not going to land. Except what I like to do is I kind of like I like to stitch stuff into so what. Sometimes I know there'll be a joke that is for two people in the audience, but yeah. for those two people, it'll be the funniest. Do thing. it anyway because it's a reference. It'll be yeah. an odd little reference. You know, I think i for one thing, I mentioned uh, I said oh, like fucking the, the tall man from Phantasm or something. Mm. Do you know what I mean after now? Most people, it doesn't matter. You've lost three seconds, yeah. but for two people here, two big. Oh, that's, that's a good I, I, advice. I, I like just seeding little things in. That's fat that one's for you, that one's for you. That's for, and then mm. amongst something that's supposed to be for
0: everybody. Let's <laughs> do one more format point, and I'll sure. let you go. Is there a TV show that you'd usually be a bit embarrassed to admit to liking? I mean, if you are, you might not want to tell us. No,
2: no, no, it's it's fine because I I kind of got. There was, I used to have a, a lot of snobbery about music and about uh, television, and I've got to the point now going. I acknowledge it's not the best bit of telly, but it don't matter. Channel mm. Four, Channel Four are very good at doing what I'd call like comfort television. Sometimes I want to watch a film, you know, and sometimes yeah. I want to watch First Dates or yeah. Naked Attraction. Naked Attraction. God, that's great! Yeah, that's great. It's absolutely mental. Good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Why have you? What? And you know, so it's that thing. What do you think? Oh, I like, I like, um, I like her bottom. And then when they say to the blokes, what do you like about his body? And it's two straight blokes going there. Oh, he's
0: got very nice eyes. Um. His uh, toenails are very well trimmed. It's Everyone looks really weird. I said this on the pilot episode the, the fact that just no one looks good without a head. <laughs> because yeah, all bodies. Yeah, it is weird. Until the head's there, it's yeah. like, oh, she is pretty. Yeah, you can't uh, tell who you are. Like, ah, what the fuck is all that?
2: That's a bit weird, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. It's so just body parts, isn't it? It's all that. I mean, that's okay. So, like a that, butcher's shop
0: window. Yeah.
2: I and mean, then you can see some people are way too excited when those things go up. Like, it's all right, mate. Some people got a lot I don't of think Trump. You should be going on a, on a date with anybody. <laughs> Oh, yeah.
0: And then they all walk, up. and they do that funny walk, and they spin, and they look worse in clothes somehow. Yeah, <laughs> how does that, that happen?
2: It's such a weird. I mean, so that that is a sort of thing. Sometimes it is. It is like right. Let's get stuck into a series. Like we watch, we watch Beef, which is great. Uh, that's, that was great, was great wasn't, wasn't it? Yeah, Beef. So and, good. I tell you what's good as well. Hacks. Have you seen Hacks? Hacks. Yeah, I love Hacks. Isn't that great? That's I thought second. Ah, oh, brilliant. I don't brilliant. know many
0: people. That's one that's quite under the. Yeah, I think it's big in America. I mean, Gene Smart's that. well known for lots of stuff. Yeah. But if everyone that comes in, like you know, the guy who plays the asshole comedian in the club, and he and she pays him to shut the fuck up and never do comedy again, he's actually oh, a stand-up yeah. in real life. And so, so it he is he, all the real people. He's in it as well. Isn't he? he was the guy. guy who plays Shoot Shooter McGovern. Uh, some Chris
2: Christopher McDonald, I think. Christopher, and he plays Shoot McGovern in uh, Happy Gilmore. Have you seen Happy Gilmore? Oh, and years and years oh ago. My God, I love yeah. that film. That film. That and Midnight Run I can watch anyway. I time love it's Midnight Run. Midnight Charles Run, Grodin. Oh my god, one of the, the best actors of all time. knows two.
0: I'll watch him in Beethoven. I
2: can't, I, mean, <laughs> I love Beethoven. I mean, me too. <laughs> when you come back in, I come back in, I'm like, ah fuck Midnight Runs on, which means I'm not going to bed because yes, I have to watch this Rome. scene and then I know that scene will be
0: coming up. Yeah. You know. Yeah, there are I three films. for you. Shut the fuck up. I think for me there are only three films, this is not about films. We have a little film okay. thing. <laughs> Talking <laughs> about films there. Uh there are three films I cannot leave the room if they're on. One is Back to the Future, original oh, one. Oh, brilliant, perfect. I'm going to watch the whole thing no matter yeah, where it starts. Yeah. Midnight Run yeah, and Mr. Bean's Holiday. <laughs> Mr. Bean's Holiday. Wherever <laughs> exactly. where it starts. Then you, you're in. That bit where Willem Dafoe is going on the Travelator and when he's doing that like self-narcissistic fucking film about himself and it's like, What's his name in it? Clay Carson or something? Have you seen yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, I have seen and it. I've, I've seen, just, seen like, it a couple of times. Clay Carson in a Clay Carson production. Yes, director, I, yeah, like, yeah, that's written right. By yeah. His name's yeah, 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 seven yeah. times. I have seen Yeah, I remember it now.
2: <laughs> that's a isn't it? Well, we, I, love the, I love the TV. <laughs> <laughs> the Mr. Bean TV series is uh, it's one of those things, a few things we'll watch as a family now. I See, I, I think I
0: thought, was a snob. See, like you say about music. Right. I think, like, you know, people, Darren says it all the time, these are the stories we tell ourselves or who we are and all that. Yeah. Like, my dad told me at some point that he thought Robin Williams was a piece of shit. So right. for some reason, I didn't like Robin Williams. Right. So I never watched his films until later. And then I watch him, I think, he's great. What's he talking about? Right. You know, and things like that. And even my own snobbery, like I watched the Wham documentary recently. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hated Wham when I was a kid. Yeah, great. Thought it was watched absolute enough. tosh. Like right. really piss poor music. I yeah, mean, I yeah. kind of like wham rap, I guess, because it was weird, but yeah. you know. Um, and I watched it and I felt nostalgic for it, yeah, even though I know yeah. at the time I was a big old teenage snob yeah, yeah. walking around listening to New Order and whatever else I was listening yeah, yeah. to. It wasn't that, I can tell you that. Yeah. And if I had to pick a side, it would have been Duran Duran. Duran are actually, probably more naff now. I think about it. I can't really work it out. (laughs) Yeah, I know it's weird. The snobbery that you have for things,
2: and then you start that starts to sort of drop off. I mean, in last year I went to see uh, Elton John on Last week I went to see. Billy Joel or something I love, Billy, I love Joel. Billy Joel and I love Alan John and there's this sort of snobbit I'm like do you know what fuck it I absolutely love him and for whatever they put out well I mean yeah, yeah. Billy Joel's not put out a new album for 30 years yeah, yeah, it yeah, doesn't yeah. matter he's got such a body of yeah, yeah. of great work and I've got look, the, the nylon
0: curtain in vinyl in there and I have play you? it loud on it I've got if you go in there it's right. a stereo from I think the latest part of it is 1982 Separates Do you have um, records then? I do buy records only recently started buying records again I've got a nice record deck and
2: uh,
0: lovely you might notice it. I've got a mini disc I've got fucking iPods oh, yeah, a I've, got, one. I've got all the all formats. formats so we can listen to all kinds of things so sometimes Day I'll track. get no I haven't got <laughs> no. that but sometimes I do get the old I get the CD Walkman wherever it is up there oh yeah and I get Nylon Curtain which is my favourite Billy Joel right. and I get the big headphones out and I go for Walk a wide headphones CD Boom. Telling you, man, it sounds it's fucking great. awesome. The CD is yeah. actually pretty, pretty decent. Now I think about it, yeah, yeah, it's brilliant. But that snobbery, I, like, yeah. uh, like Mr. Bean, for instance, I wouldn't have watched, watched that. Have, yeah. I would have thought, oh, what's this NAF grandma shit? <laughs> you know, at the time, but now I think it's oh, fucking hilarious. It's so, it's
2: so well done as well. Yeah. It's so easy to get physical comedy wrong i mean just as an example there was a weed uh, nick frost and i had, a, had a, a, on man's One there was a sketch called tube fight and it's like there was a there was an attractive woman and mm-hmm. there was one seat next to or something we were both trying to fight over the seat and stuff right. and we they closed off one bit of the track so we got on the i tell you what here easy ben one idea at a time um, what so what on. happened was um, on that one of the extras on that was roland from Grange Hill. Oh, right. Urker, what's his name? I can't remember. He was doing some yeah. extra work. Um, so me and Nick were like, it's fucking Roland from Grange Hill. Anyway, wow. <laughs> so we hadn't really rehearsed this and it was just like, oh, just just put together a fight. And you, you come away from sh- shooting it. I mean, you shoot so much stuff when you're doing sketch yeah. comedy. It's quite quick, you know. I came away going, ah. Because I know that when you get slapstick or you get physical comedy right, mm. you have to put the work in to make it But it's passable, do you know what I mean? It's a bit of up against you and you're mugging and stuff. But
0: I think it takes a lot of work to get physical comedy. So this is the thing. When I moved back to London, I lived in in Peterborough in my teenage years and moved back to London when I was 17, 18 and I went to see Rowan Atkinson in something called The Sneeze. Right. And it was all about a sneeze. Was he trying not to have a sneeze and stuff? Yeah, and it was like an hour and a half or two hours or whatever. But he did that drum stuff in it. He was doing all these different physical... And I forgot that I saw it until I watched... These old like clips, and I thought, oh my god, I did like him because I went to see that. The fuck is my problem, you know? Yeah, yeah. but then you,
2: you you reassess stuff, don't you? And you go, yeah. no, that's actually a good song, and also that's the thing with with music. This thing, with music, and with television, mm. sometimes they 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 work because they're sort of cultural tempos, and they'll take mm. you back to a certain point in your life, are not they? You yeah. know? I mean, I can't listen, if I hear top load if I hear Dancing in the Moonlight, yeah. I know, ostensibly, it's supposed to be a bit naff and that, or, mm-hmm. or I hear uh, Reach by S Club 7, whatever. That takes yeah, me back yeah. to the press club and we did a series called Clocking Off from the Shot in Manchester.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah, and that was, uh, do you know about the press club?
0: I used to go, go to the press club. Did I, you? I I used to go there when I was on tour. Um, it's off of... Uh, Beanscape, so yeah. yeah. It was there because the Guardian building's there, yeah. and it was, it, it was, built I always originally... got my camera taken off me every time well, yeah, I went in there because, because there was always famous people and they wouldn't let well, you that, keep your camera.
2: That, that was the deal. The deal yeah. was yeah. you go in the press club, it's open till five, six. Yeah, or whatever, loads of nice in there, no cameras. Don't say, yeah. and there was a mix of like. Uh, sort of soap stars,
0: TV, Coronation Street, footballers. In, whoever was doing the, yeah. p- at the palace or the opera house, yeah, it was the um, stuff. Was, who's was, the 1975s mum? She was in there, we uh, a Denise night. Welch, yeah. She's been there, hang out with her uh, and Tim Healy one night, gangsters,
2: yeah. press people. So, there's all this mix. But the, yeah. I, the, the deal was you're off duty, real
0: expensive cans of beer,
2: yeah. Oh, yeah, what red stripe, <laughs> there's <was> just <laughs> that's cans that's of red stripes, exactly like, like JD and Coke and some red stripe walk across the sticky floors. So then,
0: then everyone starts doing karaoke.
2: Charlie and Martin and Charlie stuff yeah. You get, get up, yeah. <laughs> I've had loads of nights in
0: there. It's great, isn't it? yeah. Early it's not, 2000s. I don't think it's there anymore. I think it's closed. Yeah, it? I think it is, has. Yeah, it's the most a bit like even... Shuttleworths in London. That used to be. I never went there. I used what to was? go there all the time. I don't know if it's still there. It was a past day of the day. It's Jerry's bar? Is it Jerry's? That was one by the Phoenix. Yeah, that one. So that, a... that was Shuttleworths, I think so that was that like, Peter was Cooks. Oh, no, was this, like, yeah, 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 yeah. That, yeah, that honestly, one. Yeah. The same cans and late night. Yeah, just put your name on the door. I mean, like that, the thing I loved about touring. I mean, I used to do this. Well, I'll say it on Who Gives a Fuck. But when I used to go, when I was, um, on any tour I was on, with famous people or not, I would act like our show was the big show that was in town. Okay. So I would phone wherever. And I'd phone ahead and I'd say, say pretend to be like the company manager even though I was a sound guy and I said hi uh, the cast of blah de blah I want to come down uh, can we get free entry because you know everyone wanted money but the sort of thing on tour was that Steve could get you in anywhere for free Okay. and I'd always phone a head and if I didn't phone a head I'd just say I phoned a head okay, I'd find, find a, a name and I'd just say uh, we spoke to Jodie and, and they said that we could uh, never say the sex yeah, Ashley yeah. or something spoke to Ashley, and uh, they said we could uh, turn up. There's only six of. Us. There was going to be eight, but there's only six of us. Is that all right? Okay, yeah, yeah, come in. And we'd always get in for free, and we'd always get into those secret. And that's, secret I bars. guess, that's the confidence going. Well, on yeah, too. I mean, you get a copy of my book. Actually, uh, I was bought up by thieves. Oh, see, a copy. So yeah, yeah, my, my parents were. Um, that thing of just going do something with conviction. Well, they were. They taught me how to steal and how to scour. So that's yeah. where you got those skills. The whole life is just <laughs> trying, <laughs> trying to <under>. trying to <laughs> stop. <laughs>
2: today oh, or is it, is it, is it, is it going, a nightmare what, what's that going are they going to, are they going to the allotment today is what's going mm. on oh this one is it a strike day what well, do you mean they're oh, off yeah. tomorrow i've done oh, that yeah, before Turn yeah. them they're off tomorrow i just oh, they're it. off more than
0: I, I feel like they've been off for about since three covid months. it's like <laughs> going, going to that, yeah yeah, yeah. i mean the best news ever even though that pay, pay deal is shit is that yeah. the teachers might not be going on strike in the autumn because i can't take it man i can't i love my kids but I need them to be out sometimes. Yeah, and when they were doing this kind of, they're off on Tuesday, off on Thursday. And the, the shitty one is the school my son goes to. His was the only class in that year whose teacher was in that union. So everyone else was in apart from him.
2: That's like, not
0: well, I, I was joking. We should have a whip round and sign her <laughs> up to the other union. <laughs> pay pay your dues. Pay do you want to join the NEU? <laughs> yeah. NSA. Or whatever. But then yeah. <laughs> they went. They went out next. No, it's, it's mad all that. Anyway. Anyway, what I like to do is this as well. Rip up this one, it's kind of over. That's the questions. Don't. Not that we really have, we did it that way. This was a great chat, Ben. I, I, Thanks, I, could, I, I could talk it. to you for another hour. Yeah, seriously. yeah and I did. So we'll cut out this stuff like uh, your original phone number and stuff, yeah, all like, stuff that. like that. <laughs> yeah, like I, I said anything when I went today, like them off. I can't remember. Yeah, I, know, be careful. I lots of people off.
2: So I, I was chatting the other night though, we'll make Sean sure do these up. And uh, met Jill. We talk, and I, I we were talking about some actors, and you sort of going, I don't, I'm not quite sure I get them. Do you yeah. know what I mean? And we I, I kinda away, I came away, and I sort of went, I, I think there are people who do acting, and there are actors, and there's a difference. You know, sometimes I see some people, I'm going, they're the same in everything they do.
1: Yeah.
2: You know what I mean? Then you see actors, and they've
0: got some. Change of character, some versatility in some. He you know, like Mark Strong, I never recognise him half the time. It's like, oh, that's him. That's like, him, yeah. But like, he's way like, right, yeah. far into the show. Yeah. Like, you yeah, so like he completely changes.
2: Yeah, some people, you yeah. know, some people are totally like, oh my God, that's them, you know. Mm. Paddy, I love Paddy Considine. Yeah, yeah. oh my God. Yeah. I remember yeah. seeing him for the first time. He came out of nowhere and
0: Rupert <laughs> and Brass. What's the um? Deadman shoes? They've got Deadman shoes on oh my fucking, he fucking god! He's fucking there. He's so good Are you in that. Do you cunt? I know he's so fucking good. In, hell, I know. Shit, there's another one that if, oh, oh,
2: he's I brilliant. He's a, I bet he's a sweet. I sweetie. worked with him. Well, we ended up doing a thing called it called. Oh my god, what's that? It was a period drama he did, um, and it was really weird seeing him because he was doing like um, he was doing like a Cockney accent and a period thing. You could see right. it's the first time he'd done something that wasn't. It's like where
0: Michael Caine does an accent.
2: Yeah, but it was just like... It was, it was strange because we were surrounded by people who looked like uh mulligan in her hair or something. It was oh, just a bit... My wife my has left, left me, me. I'm just, in a spin. <laughs> we looked over there and he, he went, now looks like uh, mulligan in her hair. It was one of the essays with glasses on. It was all just... It was just weird. But it was one of the, again, that's one of those jobs where you go, oh, what a treat just to work with somebody like that. Mm. Somebody, you, you you know, you really sort so sort of admire.
0: Like, See, you mentioned before, like... Uh, Getting starstruck. Is is there anyone you've met that you really are like? Even though you're at the top of your game, and you've walked in, and you're like, you really are like. I got to hold it together. Like for me, it would have been if I met David Bowie or something. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I met Bono once. Blew Did my you? fucking mind. Right. I love you too. I won't have a word said against him. Um, but you know, yeah. When I met Bono, it was like. Oh, I'm one degree from everyone now. <laughs> right, yeah. He's, know, yeah, yeah. And, he was, and he took my hand he was like, What's your, what's your name? And I said, oh, Steve. And he goes, Oh, what are you doing here? And I was like, oh, I'm one of the sound guys. But he goes, Oh, you're doing a great job. I go, Oh, thanks. I, 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 I couldn't not meet you. I, I love you guys. You know, I, you're, you're my favorite. And he was just, he spent like three, four minutes just chatting to me. It. And the edge was over his eyes, look, with his little eyes looking at me <laughs> the whole time. And I was like, The edge doesn't like me. It the edge doesn't like me. me. <laughs> I won't talk to the edge don't talk to the edge apparently the edge is lovely
2: well I David I, I uh, yeah because I've had <laughs> lots of experiences. you do sort of meet people and some of it. I remember being in the, I did my first TV job was the, the Thin Blue Line uh, and I missed my graduation for that actually I had one day on it and uh, like being in the, being in the I was in the Groucho Club for the rap party and chatting chance was to Vic Reeves you know and, mm-hmm. and I remember thinking god if I. If I if a bomb went off now, the last person that he spoke to would have been me. Which is a weird thought to have Why a chat with someone like that. Uh, and, you know, and, and then, and then you know, you sort of get used to it because you realise that people are just doing a job. But just before the pandemic, I went to the SAG Awards out in LA. Hmm. I'd never been out there because I had a sort of chip on my shoulder, right? A bit like, oh, it's going to be disingenuous, it's LA. Yeah. Third stories. people going, oh, my God, I love your work, and then, you know treating like shit yeah. so i was a bit i was a bit you know <laughs> uh stockport skeptical yeah. but i was out there for it was best ensemble or something i went out there and i stayed with uh my mates murray and gemma murray works in tv he does he does music for doc two murray called all that mm. sort of stuff and uh it was like come stay with us you should go and i went there and they went going to this party i think it was the netflix party and suddenly i'm on this this veranda stuff and there's like Brad Pitt's there, and you know the the awards is like Tom Hanks, and there's you know Tarantino and Al Pacino and Michael Douglas, and you're going. They're all in, walking past. I'll just brush past John Lithgow. It I was like me. being in a dream. It was yeah, that yeah, sort of yeah, surreal yeah. thing. And then um, I sort of met Jennifer Aniston, and then I saw De Niro. And De Niro's Whoa. like, I fucking love De Niro. You know, yeah, um, yeah. and he was chatting to Leonardo DiCaprio, and he was just leaving. I thought, oh come on, you have got to do you something. Got to I just stepped forward. I went, Robert, hello. I said, listen, thank you for... Fucking turn into Porky Pig. It just nodded and fucked off. And I was like, oh, fucking smooth, man. So smooth. So anyway, I fucked it, but it doesn't matter. I was on cloud nine and I went round. I went and sat in the corner. I was like nearly fucking crying. I was like... My God, I've just met De Niro. That's wild. Man. It was a real buzz, uh, and it was it was one of those nights. I was like, I was like, I don't need to go. <laughs> it was just one of those nights. So when I when you come back, going, this is how I'd like to have mm. done LA, and then the next day I went to Amoeba Records and spent a fortune mm. on
0: soundtracks. So it's funny being time. in like a a fate like a really. I mean, that is that is like <laughs> off the scale. I mean, yeah. my version yeah. of that is the Bono night because mm-hmm. it was um it was the GQ Awards right. 2011. <laughs> Look for photos mm-hmm. online, and it was just all these round tables. And at every table was the most famous people of the time. Yeah. And I looked over there, it was a whole of Duran Duran. There was Keith Richards no, no. on his own. Yeah. Uh, Johnny Depp was hiding backstage. We right. brought him out. Um, fucking, it was David Mitchell hosting Jimmy Carr. And then I, the funniest thing for me was this group of lads came mm. up and they're all in little tuxedos. And I was like, oh, who are these guys? Are they like competition winners or something? <laughs> I like yeah. go, no, they're called like One Direction. I oh, go, yeah. what's that? Yeah. You know, so I didn't know who they were. Obviously I wouldn't. <laughs> yeah. You know, but it was just all the most famous people. I can't even talk Boris was there backing it. I just remember him dancing, backing into oh. some women. Oh yeah. It's just like being Sounds bit, very bit, Boris, doesn't it? Oh I I had to put his mic on four times in about two weeks at one point and Did um, you? Did you have to do the sound stuff for Boris? Definitely cut this. Um, <laughs> I put Boris's tie down, it's a big tie, and I put his mic behind it and I flattened it down and I went to get something. I came back, his hair was up here, the f- tie oh, was over there and the yeah. thing was there and I went, you can't go on... St-. And I had to flatten it down. I had yeah. to kind of... I just remember putting my hand like accidentally through the buttons and touching his sweat. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, oh, okay, okay, okay. And then about a week later, I was doing some other thing in Bromley, and he walked past me, and he went, you! And I went, hi again, yeah, I'm here. But he was really nice to me a couple of times. There was, well, this, there yeah, was this time where, um, you know, the crew only got, like, sandwiches for lunch. Right. And Boris sort of ushered me outside to where all the salmon was and all the cool stuff. Right. And he said, oh, no, come with us. Well, come, and I followed him out, and there was this just opulent oh, yeah. fucking spread. And I was yeah. like, you know, well, yeah, I'm having some of this. Of course, to really, yeah. A fucking salmon." Well,
2: salad. that's how he's got, I mean, that's how, he's, yeah. how he got as far as he did, didn't he, by being
0: um a uh, carrot by being charming. He's funny and he is charming and you would want to have a beer with him. Well that's a little bit like, a, this thing we're a... about. Do you yeah, know what yeah, I mean? It's yeah. the
2: idea that the people are people think, oh I like them. You go, do you what about the policies? And you're going, yeah, but a lot they stay they're funny and you're going, they might be Mom, they're going to fuck you over. Mm-hmm. When you go, I've been working so much and my pension's gone. Do you yeah. know how funny it was then? No way, fuck. Liz well, Trust now you doing that. Yeah well that's the thing isn't oh, it I mean that was I mean what, what when you just go that? that was that was the P
0: just went how the fuck is she Prime Minister? Oh, she wasn't really, was she? Oh, no, really? Just like... I mean, she went to a pub in Greenwich, she scribbled on a beer mat, quasi quatang went, yeah. Then the Queen died. She, she went, paused everything. She, she the, came out for three days. She met, the queen, met the, queen, the queen, killed
2: the Queen. Killed the Queen and fucking... <laughs> oh, yeah, right. I've fucked the economy. I've killed the Queen. I think I'm done lads. <laughs> Because of a law they passed through, this, this, this protest law. Yeah, was of stuff through
0: in there. Yeah, yeah there was
2: lots of stuff, you know, the anti-protesting mm. stuff. The right to a peaceful protest. Yeah.
0: Has that gone through yet, already? I think it has gone through. Yeah, didn't they sneak I, it through they before sneaked the it, King's thing? Yeah. yeah, I think so. Yeah. And then yeah.
2: I think now, because of that, and you're going, you are...
0: You get good gags out of it, didn't you? I've got a gag about going at the lid on, getting sprayed with orange paint. Did you? Is <laughs> monoc- that one of your
1: props? This is where I proceed to pull out a tiny jar of olive oil covered in orange paint.
0: I just pull it out of the end. Something to oh. do with, like, you know, you can try and stop oil, mate, but you're never going to stop the Mediterranean diet. <laughs> That's the gag. But, um, yeah, I love silly shit like that. But, like, I hope they don't think that. No, no, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> <It's>, no <they're laughs> yeah, yeah, you know yeah. I'm joking. Yeah. But, yeah, exactly. Well, mate, I don't know how we... how. Let's wrap yeah. this up yeah. in a way that I can Real. wrap it up. So, um... Is there anything you want to promote or tell people to watch
2: that you're in? No, uh, I don't know what. Listen, if you've got streaming stuff, do do check out. uh Lock, Lockwood's really good, and it did deserve a second series and stuff. And I think the writing on it and their performances and, and everything's great. So check out Lockwood on Netflix. Uh, if you've got Disney Plus, um, Full Monty. It's very uh, it's very on point as to where we are as a society today. All oh, right. You know, and it starts off basically saying was seven. You know, twenty five years later, seven prime ministers later. And you realise we're kind of we're, we're in a, probably in a worse state and stuff. Some beautiful performances: uh, Robert Carlyle, Mark Addy, Sophie Stanton, and uh, great writing as well. So I'd, I'd give that a watch. It's all set in Sheffield again, or? it's set in Sheffield. Yeah, it's set in Sheffield. We shot all over. We shot in Bolton, Halifax, mm. and stuff like. That. But yeah, it's all set in Sheffield. Sheffield very much, you know, is it's, you know one of the characters really. Yeah. But it's um it's definitely it's it's worth a watch. Cool. Thank you. Thanks, thanks It was great. Thank you, man.
0: Ago and some of that information is a little bit out date, I guess, in the politics and everything. But uh, you know a little bit of politics in the end. It's kind of fun sometimes, right? However, a lot of that Boris chat was highly edited. Much, much redaction. Now, I've had a little back and forth with Ben since then about uh, 1970s uh, public information films and that goddamn nosy-bong thing, uh, which I think we mentioned last week. Um, so anyway, I hope you enjoyed both those episodes. Uh, next week, we'll be back to our usual sort of episode, with just one person per week. Okay, now to our outro track. Beep, beep. Today's track is called After the Fireworks. It is the title track of an album I made in 2008 in Ireland, America and some other places. Uh, it was released in early 2009. Uh, this track contains vocals by everyone that was on the album. Basically, my friend Andrew P. Stephen, Tarani Mean, who does a mean vocal in the uh, verses, and my future wife, Alyssa, also features on there. Um, but yeah, it basically is an ensemble vocal sort of situation. At different times, you'll hear different voices, massive song uh, the title track to the album uh, so this is the song After the Fireworks from After the Fireworks we'll get it remastered soon hope you like it After the Fireworks
1: After the Fireworks The cold out starts to spear There'll be no more tears Or living under countries of fear A storm is coming and there's nothing you can do about it When a change is coming, all you can do is prepare They'll never tell you but your fantasies, are overrated I've nothing to display But who's looking anyway after the fireworks? These are the days for marching There's nobody listening to your song They say the times are changing But the times have been changing Those are living under constraints These are the days of retro And the sound of a beating melody All these to make you tougher It's time to scan your lifeline And discover friends you don't
2: need The age of
0: come came and went A glass of white makes you see red in the fireworks The chance to shine, then why, why do we waste, waste so much time, time on the fireworks and on the fireworks, fireworks? don't need to remind you of the title of that song do i now i really hope you enjoyed both those episodes featuring ben crompton i had a whale of a time talking to ben it was just such good fun easy now if you like the show please follow us online leave a review find the socials and we'll see you again next time